Shall we get started, guys? Let's get started. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear kind and heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together this morning. Lord, it's truly a blessing that we can see another week. Although some of us are tired, some of us are weary, some of us are bogged down with other things on our minds and on our thoughts, we ask that you give us clarity, you strengthen us with your word, you give us this opportunity to reflect back on the things that you have done and will do in the future for all of us. We ask that you be with those that are on the live, that you encourage them, strengthen them, um, help them to avoid all distractions, use this time to commune with you, fellowship with you. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, guys. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, as I was just saying that prayer, as I was just saying it, it just really kind of like woke me up a bit because, you know, it is a blessing to even have our eyes open this morning, guys. It really is. So many people who are going through stuff right now would or have gone through stuff this week would just want that opportunity to have that free time you know to open their eyes and things will just be calm and easy so even if we're tired even if we're a bit weary right now let's see it as a blessing that we can still do that you know let's see it as a blessing okay so it's saying we are changed from glory to glory if you haven't been here since the beginning of the year we are talking about how we become sons and daughters of God we've looked at the power that we're given to become we've looked at um that God is near to all of us we've looked at belief in Christ means everlasting life we've looked at the spirit that the Holy Spirit bringing wisdom and understanding to us what else have we looked at? We looked at angels that are sent to minister to us. We've looked at how we receive a faith that works by love. Um, what else have we looked at, guys? We've looked at dependence upon God. We've looked at the renewed heart loves as Christ's love. We talked, we looked at love, didn't we? And what the biblical love look like looks like. Um, we've looked at um how we are to take time to think about God, focus on God, good things. Um, we've looked at going to the throne boldly, praying boldly about the things that we are worried about. Um, we didn't do this one. <laughs> we haven't done this one. I will upload this um, this live or this study on the li- on the podcast sometime this week, though, guys. But we did do this one yesterday, didn't we? We had we have received of God's fullness. We looked at what it is or what it's like to receive the fullness of God. So today we are looking at how we are changed from glory to glory. When we come to Christ, when we've done all the things that we've just said, when we come to Christ. When we surrender our will to him, we are promised that we are changed from glory to glory. But what does that actually mean? Let's have a little study. Let's see what we are going on about today. It says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. I'm going to say it again, but we all, all who do what? 
Who is the all that we are referring to here? With the open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. It is as if to say we are looking in the mirror at the glory of the Lord. We then become changed into the same image. We become changed into the same image from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord, by the Holy Spirit. Are we meant to reflect into the image of the Lord, guys? And as I said to you before, this is so important. This is so important. We've said this many a times before. How do we get to heaven? How are we able to unlock the pearly gates? It is because we will have the image of God. Sorry. (laughs) It is because we will reflect the image of God, the image of Jesus. And that is our key to heaven. That is our key to heaven. Okay. So we're told that in 2 Corinthians, sorry, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, we are told that this is done by the Holy Spirit. Let's read, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same, the same what? The same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. It's so crazy that you will be changed to look and reflect the image of Jesus. And we're talking about his character here because you know we are already made in his image, but we're talking about his character here, guys, because we're already glorified or we will be glorified. We'll have our glorified bodies when we go to heaven and he is glorified. So we will reflect his glorified state. So we'll go from his glorified state to our glorified state when we go to heaven. So from glory to glory. If you're still not getting it, if you're still not with me, let's go to the study version. Let's go to the study bit and see what it says. Okay. For, um, 3 verse 18, it says, look to Christ, behold the attractive loveliness of his character. How do we go from glory to glory? How do we reflect the image of Christ? We have to look to him. We have to look at how attractive his character is. How do we look at how attractive his character is, guys? We go to the Bible. We read the things that he has done. We look at the miracles that he performed. If we want to know how to reflect the image of Christ, we have to look to Christ. It says, and by beholding, you will become changed into his likeness. It says, when you look to Christ, when you look at his goodness, when you look at his character, just looking at it, just looking at it, just reflecting on his character and the things he has done has enough enough power in it, guys, that you will become changed into his likeness. It says the mist that intervenes between Christ and the soul will be rolled back 
as we by faith look past the hellish shadow of Satan and see God's glory in his law and the righteousness of Christ, just by focusing on good things, on Christ, just by focusing on him, guys, we will be able to demist. Is it demist? It is demist, isn't it? We will be able to blow back the dark shadows that the enemy has put on our lives. We are told that depression is like a heavy fog. Have we heard that before, guys? Depression is like a dark cloud, like a heavy fog over your head. It keeps you in this fog. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, you still feel like you have this fog around you all the time. And the Bible saying that anything that the enemy puts in your life that is dark and miserable, anything that he puts in your life that is to keep you um, in a negative space, feeling down, feeling miserable, by looking at Christ and the things that he has done, by looking at Christ's character, we are told we can push past the hellish shadow. We can push back the negative things that the enemy has tried to put on our lives. It says Satan is seeking to veil Jesus from our sight. Sorry guys, are you still here? Is everyone still here? Are you guys still here? Okay, sorry. (laughs) All of a sudden it looked like the, the screen had frozen. It looked like the, the screen had frozen. Sorry, I just had to make sure because I was thinking, am I talking to myself? Anyway, let me just repeat what I just said. It said, Satan is seeking to veil Jesus from our sight. While you're, while you, I've got your attention, how does Satan try to veil Jesus from our sight? I'm talking about everyone now, not just Christians. How does Satan try to veil Jesus? Meaning, how does he try to put a veil over our eyes so that we can't see Jesus? How does he try to do that, guys? How does Satan seek to veil Jesus from our sight? Through sin, yes, through sin. How else? How else does he do it? There are many, many vices, distractions, yes, lust, money, yes, yes, by getting in our heads, yes, disruption, deception, yes, deception is the biggest one, you know why, he's called the deceiver, guys, when he's, he's, he's called different things in his different forms, right, in his, with his different names, right, I think it's when he's a devil, as a devil, he's the deceiver, I think. As Satan, he's the accuser. I can't remember. But anyway, deception is really, really one of his biggest, um, one of his biggest kind of like traits, guys, because he will deceive you by making you feel like you're doing things that are seemingly good. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like he ain't coming to people necessarily with things like, 
oh, go and unalive this person. Because most people, even if you are not a believer in Christ, you know that's wrong, right? So it's very hard to tempt most people to do things like that, the outrageous sins, you know? But what he does is he may use something seemingly good, seemingly, un, you know, un, um, what's it called? Seemingly, you know, positive, seemingly, um, I can't even think of the word, seemingly safe guys I'm sorry but he'll pick something that's seemingly good for us to be totally deceived by and think that we are doing the right thing when we're actually far from it we're so far from it and all these things that we're talking about the deception the distractions the the sin that we're living in all these things put put things put a veil over our eyes and stop us from having that intimacy with Christ that allows us that by just looking at him, looking at his character, we are able to change. We're stuck in some of the situations we're in because there's a thick veil over our eyes that the enemy has put there that we are too weak, we are too ignorant, we are too distracted to even remove. We don't even know it's a veil. We just see it as, well, this is just how it's always been. No, it's a veil. He is trying to keep you from the saviour. It says, Satan is seeking to veil Jesus from our sight to eclipse his light to eclipse his light. For when we get a, even a glimpse, when we even get a glimpse of his glory, we are attracted to him. What did we read yesterday? Wasn't it that Jesus is the true light? Didn't we read that guys? He is the true light. Jesus is the true light. Why is it that there are so many other religions, sectors of faith that will tell you about this light that they have, or they have this light, or this is the light bearers, or they are the illuminated ones? Why are, why is it that there are so many other people who would want to presume to you or present to you that they possess some kind of light? It's because Jesus is the true light and the enemy knows that if we get even a glimpse, a glimpse of that light, we will be attracted to him. It says sin hides from our view that matchless charms of Jesus. Whoever said sin, here it is. Sin hides from our view that matchless charms of Jesus. You know what else does it? Prejudice. If you are prejudiced, you will be hidden from the view of Jesus. If you are selfish, selfishness hides you from the view of Jesus. Self-righteousness, you thinking that you don't need anyone's help to be good because you're good on your own. <laughs> I'm a good person. I don't need religion. I'm a good person. I don't need God. Self-righteousness hides you from Jesus. It says, and passion, passion, 
blinds our eyes so that we do not discern the saviour. You know, guys, this is why I think as Christians, we have to be very, very, very careful, right? And know our position. We have to know our position in the sense that I think we are taught or I was taught at some point that I meant to go around and tell people about Jesus and literally like get offended if they don't take on board what I have to say. Like we feel that we're meant to force our opinions about Jesus onto other people. We are taught that it's like our mission to convict people of Jesus. And I've just shown you how even if you are the best lyricist in the world, even if you know more than Einstein, even if you can state facts like they reel off the back of your tongue, if Satan has a veil over someone's eyes in the form of selfishness, prejudice, self-righteousness, passion, there is nothing you can do in your human state that will remove that veil. You can be speaking all day, every day, but once that person is blinded by prejudice, blinded by selfishness, the big one, self-righteousness, there is nothing you as a Christian can say to them in your human state that will change them. This is why we need the Holy Spirit. This is why we need Jesus. We cannot be going out there thinking we can change people into Christians. It is not our job. We are meant to be witnesses. We are meant to testify of the goodness he's done in our lives. But the internal work, the removal of the veil that the enemies put in their eyes is done by the Holy Spirit. It says, oh, if we would by faith draw nigh to God, he would reveal to us his glory, which is his character and the praise of God would flow forth from human hearts and be sounded by human voices. Then we would forever cease to give glory to Satan by sinning against God and talking doubt and unbelief. Wow. We've added two more to the carousel. (laughs) So you're telling me the veil is on our eyes because of prejudice, selfishness, self-righteousness, passion, doubt, and unbelief. I'm going to just tell you, honestly, guys, I suffer from those two things. I suffer from those two things and I'm being told today that by keeping the doubt, keeping the unbelief close to my heart, I am separating myself from the blessings that Jesus has for me. We should no longer stumble along grumbling and mourning and covering the altar of God with our tears. We're not meant to be stumbling along, guys. This faith walk is not easy. Being a Christian is not easy, but we are meant to look to who? We are meant to look to Jesus because just a glimpse, remember the promise, just a glimpse of his glory will 
bind us, will attract us to him, will attract us to him. Just a glimpse of his glory. That's why I say to you, when we leave here, I'm like, we're in our bubble now, guys. We're focused on the Lord now. But once we leave here, we have to stay in our bubble. We have to continue to sing praises. We have to continue to read his word. We have to continue to pray because once we take our eyes off him, we are most likely to go back into sin. We are most likely to look at self and look at self-righteousness. We're most likely to do those things. It says, when enlightened by the spirit of God, the believer beholds the perfection of Jesus and beholding this perfection, he rejoices with joy unspeakable. It says in self, he sees sin and helplessness. Ouch. So you're saying to me that when I feel helpless, when I see my sins and the things that I have done wrong that I deem myself unworthy of being a good Christian, when I feel helpless, I am thinking selfishly. I am thinking of self. I am in my flesh. (laughs) In the Redeemer, sinlessness and infinite power. The sacrifice that Christ made in order that he might impart to us his righteousness. This is a theme upon which we may dwell with deeper and still deeper enthusiasm. We need to focus on that, guys. The sacrifice Christ made in order for us to be given his righteousness is enough. The fact that we know he died for our sins just so he could give us his righteousness so that we can become good people, not our own self-righteousness, his righteousness. That's the only way we can get to heaven with his one, not our own. Just that alone. Self is nothing. Jesus is everything. It says the transforming power of grace can make me a partaker of the divine nature grace and grace alone on Christ the glory of God was shone and by looking upon Christ contemplating his self-sacrifice remembering that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily the believer is drawn closer and closer to the source of power God the Father shone his glory on the Son. By looking at the Son, by focusing at the Son, we are partakers in the divine nature of not only Christ, but the Father as well. And by doing that, we are drawn closer and closer to the source of all power. It says how essential that we have the enlightenment of the spirit of God. For thus only can we see the glory of Christ. If you haven't got an indwelling of the Holy Spirit in you guys, 
We cannot see the glory of Christ. If you haven't been touched by the Holy Spirit, convicted by the Holy Spirit, we cannot see the glory of Christ. This is why I keep telling you, don't be going down to no no church to try and find the Holy Spirit. Don't be going down to no pastor's house to find the Holy Spirit. You need to have an indwelling of the Holy Spirit yourself to even see Christ to even see him and by beholding become changed from character to character in and through faith in Christ. We become changed from our character to his character. How? Through the faith, through the belief in him. He has grace and pardon for every soul. As by faith, we look to Jesus. Our faith pierces the shadow and we adore God for his wondrous love in giving us Jesus the comforter. The sinner may become a child of God, an heir of heaven. He may rise from the dust and stand forth arrayed in garments of light. At every step of advance, he sees new new beauties in Christ and becomes more like him in character. The love that was manifested towards him in the death of Christ awakens a response of thankful love. And in answer to sincere prayer, the believer is brought from grace to grace from glory to glory, until by beholding Christ, he is changed into the same image. Guys, if you are still living a life that you know isn't pleasing to God, I know I am. If you are still living a life that isn't where you know you should be, if you're not living a life that you know is not going to get you to heaven. If you know that, if you know those things, we are told in the only way we can change, the only way we can change is by looking at Christ, is by looking at Christ, by beholding, by looking at him. Because just by looking at him, we can be changed into his image, the same image, the exact same carbon copy. Because I'm telling you, we can't rock up to heaven looking like, I can't rock up to heaven looking like theme. I can't rock up to heaven looking like P. I can't rock up to heaven looking like Max. We have to rock up to heaven looking like Jesus because the door will be slammed shut in our faces if we try and do anything else. There's only one way. He is the way, the truth and the life, guys. Every part of him is the way we should be. Every part. Every single part. Amen. I don't know what's going on with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> 